0: Welcome to the Chamber of Voice, a business podcast presented by AT&T. I am Steve Cox with the Rogers-Lowell Area Chamber of Commerce.
1: And I'm John Moran with the Rogers-Lowell Area Chamber of Commerce.
0: And John, we have a very special guest on the podcast today, the man, the myth, the legend. We do the
1: bosses in the building today. That is today.
0: correct. Our president and CEO, Raymond Burns, is our guest today and have a lot of things going on. Raymond is kind of a, you know, I, I, I jokingly said man, the myth, the legend, but he truly is a legend uh, in the chamber, chamber world and uh, is known for his expertise and he's been doing this job for over 30 years and uh, just great to get a piece of his, uh, his knowledge and some of the upcoming things that we're doing like the Vision 100 program as the uh, kind of the community plan for Rogers and Lowell moving forward.
1: Yes, and we really like him today too because we all got our paychecks today. So uh, we're glad
0: to have him for it's sure. It's always good. So we look forward to talking with Raymond today here on the Chamber Voice of Business podcast presented by AT&T. And, uh, John, I think you had some some questions for him uh, off the top of the bat here. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, we, like we mentioned in the intro, we've got uh, Raymond Burns, the president and CEO of the Rogers Low Area Chamber of Commerce. Uh, um, like the TV show says, everybody loves Raymond. Uh, I go to a lot of meetings around the country for the U.S. Chamber and other organizations, and I've never failed to come back from a meeting where I meet somebody and go, oh, you work for Raymond. And it doesn't matter what chamber they're at, if they're the biggest chamber in the – in the country or they're the smallest chamber they're like he helped me so much i know him and uh so he is a legend in the chamber world and we're glad to work for him and we're glad to have him as long as we've had him at the helm of the rogers low area chamber and that's what i kind of want to start out with raymond you know give us a little bit of the history of the chamber i know we've been around a long time but uh, you've been around the chamber for a long time and and its biggest growth uh period has been under your uh under your leadership and kind of Tell us a little bit about your time here at the Chamber.
2: Well, John, thank you. It's, uh, it's certainly been a, a good time uh, since we've been here, and we've certainly been in a great community. I think that any time you live in a region like Northwest Arkansas, uh, you can expect to see great things happen, not because of Chamber leadership or city leadership or any other leadership other than just the people uh, here really care and they want to see the community move forward. Uh, I was born in this area, born here, and uh, certainly we've seen a lot of growth until the 1960s. I think we stayed right around 5,000 people, and now we're just growing like crazy. And I think that's because we've made some really good decisions over the year. Beaver Lake uh, has been one of those. It may have really started back when the Land Grant College, University of Arkansas, was sited in Fayetteville uh, many, many years ago. And so I think we're just <clears throat> fortunate to be in an area that uh, has people that are progressive and understand uh, what it is to to be successful, and understand that the quality of the community is uh, just as important as the quantity of the community. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, um, yeah, Steve. Yeah, well, I, I think you kind of hit hit something right there by saying you know being being progressive in the sense of being forward thinking, and that's kind of been uh, the 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 catalyst of, of what has happened under your leadership here at the chamber. You, you are always forward thinking. You're not thinking, you know, Hey, we're just going to sit back and do what we've always done. It's always what's next. What can we do better? How can we better the community as the, the mission of the chamber is to grow business and build community. So kind of what, what goes into your mind and what kind of process do you take as you're, as you're visioning for the future? And we'll talk, we'll talk about the vision plan that we're getting ready to implement here soon, but um, kind of w- what is it that, that makes you, think so far and say hey let, let's look continually look forward instead of just looking back on our past successes?
2: I think the secret sauce is we're agent of change and as agents of change we need to always be looking forward. It's not so much what you've done but it's where you're going and it's important to look back and learn from the past but it's more important to be looking forward. Uh, when you're home to fortune one to three Fortune 500 companies, in fact, that are within 16 miles of each other, Uh, you don't have the luxury or the opportunity to look back because they're not going to be looking back. We have these world-class communities, and that's important, but we have to remember really what we're serving here are the world-class companies, and they need world-class people If our communities don't match up to that, then there's a disconnect, there's a problem. And so the only option we have is to look forward, to be forward-thinking in what we do. And regardless of what the issue is, uh, we have to understand that this really didn't happen by accident. It happened because people cared and were willing to be open to change and because the community embraces uh, the type of growth that we've had in the past and that we'll have in the future. So it's really about the quality of the companies and the quality of the workforce, and that drives the quality of the communities that we must have for their success and for all of our success. It's not just the big three. Every company in Northwest Arkansas is special. Every company in Northwest Arkansas deserves the very best, and that's what a Chamber of Commerce is about, making sure that we have quality, growth, and opportunity. That's our vision statement, quality, growth, and opportunity. It's the most important thing that we can do. It's the thing that we do every day. And without that, uh, I think we're just like any other area or any other community.
0: Well, and and you mentioned, you know, we we have had rapid growth. You know, it just came out the other day that uh, looking over the past eight years, Rogers was actually the 29th fastest growing city over 50,000 people in America, um, going back to the 2010 census to the the 2018 census estimates. So kind of what have been some challenges that you've seen over the past, you know, eight years, but you've been you've been at the chamber a little bit north of 30 kind of there's been so much rapid growth specifically since the year 2000 when when I-49 was built went back when it was 540 and it was called the bypass but it doesn't really bypass anything now it goes right to us but kind of what what have been some of the the biggest challenges that you've had to overcome as as you have we as we've seen our community not just Rogers but all of Northwest Arkansas see explosive growth
2: I think that um <clears throat> Probably transportation and infrastructure will always be on the top of that list. I think that having a community with a very open mind to change is the key to resolving any issue, and we've been fortunate, but that doesn't come by accident. Uh, I think getting the right information out, being very open, being very transparent, uh, making sure that the community knows what the priorities are, Uh, is probably one of the most important things that we do. And probably the biggest challenge is there's so many forms of media today to try to get a message out. Uh, You have to tell the story probably about 50 times in hopes that a third of the people uh, within the community and the region uh, get the message. And it gets more challenging every day to uh, just communicate what that message is, but I think when people see the results, when they see the choices they have in entertainment, in shopping, in services, in healthcare, in education, uh, in recreation, our trail system is a great example of that, then I think they begin to get the message just by observation and experience. But probably the biggest challenge will always be how do we communicate to everyone because everyone needs the message, not just a few.
1: One of the things that uh, I've noticed just in the, in the relatively few years that I've been uh, living in northwest Arkansas and working with you in northwest Arkansas is the perception of Benton County and uh, northwest Arkansas used to be that we weren't a very diverse Region Uh, mainly it was pretty much all white, but now with the changing demographics uh, of Benton County in particular, with uh, you mentioned the the companies that operate here bringing in all the talent from around the country and around the world, uh, that dynamic is changing uh, at a pretty rapid rate. Uh, What are some of the things that uh, uh, you take away from that uh, observing that over the years? How has the community changed in 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 a in that way, uh. well, I think probably one of the biggest pluses we
2: have going for us in Northwest Arkansas is the majority of people who live here now uh, moved here. They're not really from here until they've been here for about five years, and then they become natives. And you know, I say that, but I say that in all seriousness. That people come here kicking and screaming, and after they're here three to five years, it becomes their new home. Uh, it's not just the experience of Arkansas or Northwest Arkansas in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Uh, it's the experiences that everybody brings uh, from all over the world who live here. And I think that probably the, probably the biggest uh, impact that we've seen in terms of the diversity of our area uh, comes from the people who have moved here. Uh, attitudes, uh, traditions, traditions. Customs, all of those things uh, play into what makes up a community, and the more diverse our community becomes, the stronger it becomes, and we're really blessed to live in a community that embraces and accepts that. That hasn't always been the case in northwest Arkansas, but in my lifetime, uh, I've seen a dramatic change in the way all people are embraced, welcomed, respected, and that only continues to grow. The business community has a role in that. Uh, They recruit people from all over the world to live here, and it's our responsibility to make sure that the community is welcoming, that the community understands the importance of diversity, of equity, of inclusion. And I think that we will see that Northwest Arkansas will be one of the more progressive areas. Uh, in the country when it comes to, to those three words. Uh, but they're not just words. Uh, you, it's a feeling. Uh, it's more than a feeling. It's a mission, and it's more than a mission. It's our responsibility to make sure that we have a community that is welcoming, that is accepting, and that's inclusive. I think anyone uh, who has been in business for very long understands that the most important thing to that business is their customer. And the customer doesn't check who they are when they come in the door. The customer brings their beliefs. They bring their traditions. uh, They bring themselves into these businesses. And uh, if the business community doesn't accept that, then they're not going to be the business community or be in business for very long.
0: I think something fascinating that as you're talking, you know, you're know, you the president and CEO of the Rogers Little Chamber of Commerce, but you keep talking about Northwest Arkansas. And, you know, even though we have our two communities that we work primarily in, you recognize and understand the importance and strength of the region that is Northwest Arkansas. And I feel that that is definitely something that's trickled down to the staff. And, and we take a, a, a very regional approach in, in all the programs that we do. What led to that mindset? I mean, what what is it? You're you're obviously a regional leader in that, and saying you know let's promote the region. It's it's about the region. It's about Northwest Arkansas, not just the chamber that I'm a part of. And you look at our membership base, and we 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 don't look at geographic lines. We you know a member can be from Bentonville or Fayetteville or Fort Smith or Little Rock. We don't care. We're going to treat every member exactly the same. Kind of what what is the mindset behind that? Well, the only
2: place that I think that the city limit lines matter is on Friday night uh, when we're (laughs) playing football Um, or maybe when we're playing basketball. I don't know. Uh, With multiple high schools in multiple communities, uh, that isn't as big a deal as it once was. Mm -hmm. I think what really uh, what really changed my mind and, and, and what really got me thinking in that direction was walking into any business in northwest Arkansas and trying to figure out if the dollars being spent were Rogers dollars or Springdale dollars or Fedville dollars or Bentonville dollars. And the answer to the question is yes, they are. Uh, Business doesn't stop people at the door and ask them for their ID to make sure they're from any one community, any more than they would check their ID to make sure that they're a resident of this state. Uh, It's... uh, it's just common sense that the school colors for business is green, and that's money green. <laughs> um, you know, it's uh, uh, it, it's kind of beyond me that sometimes these Friday night fights get uh, get carried a little bit beyond Friday night. But at the end of the day, I think everybody recognizes that our strength is we are a region. Uh, we know in less than twenty five years we're going to be a region of a million people that's a lot of folks. yeah. And if we talk about uh, just that we're going to be a community of 100,000, or we're going to be a county of 300,000 or 400,000, I really don't think that works. We're part of a bigger region. Uh, Sometimes that stretches beyond Benton and Washington County. Uh, Sometimes it stretches to multiple counties. Sometimes we're a state uh, certainly, I think it's important to understand that um, there really are no boundaries when it comes to business, and if we're going to represent the business community, then it only makes sense that what's good for the region would be good for whatever community you're in.
1: Uh, you mentioned, you touched on it a little bit there, talking about uh, uh, boundaries, and uh, one of the things that you've been a champion for and, and, the, and the Chamber has worked on a lot over the last few years you were one of the uh, few um, folks that helped put together the package that brought Beckert to Rogers, which is a international company. And when, it, when they all brought it in, it was the largest industrial project that the state has ever uh, uh, attracted. Um, and, the, you know, recently with the trade issues and the tariffs and things like that, we, you know, and our economy has grown into a global economy, not just a local or a regional economy. Uh, talk a little bit about how, you know, the global forces affect our local, our local economy in Northwest Arkansas. Uh, and I know you've been working on that issue quite a bit. Well,
2: you know, we, um, we worked really hard to bring the Beckhart project to Rogers, um, uh, I'm probably one of the few people that brag about being thrown out of Governor Clinton's office three times while we were trying to put the project together. He had
0: a few choice words for you, if I recall the stories.
2: Well, once or twice. Uh, we, we look back and laugh on that now, uh, but it was pretty serious at the time, and I think the point is we came together and, and we were able to bring this project uh, to the state and to bring it to, to northwest Arkansas. Um it's, it's interesting that uh, Beckard has been here uh, for all of these years, and we've had several expansions. We've done really well uh, in a free trade environment. All of our businesses in northwest Arkansas, uh, from big to small, have done well in a free trade environment. Uh, the World Trade Center, the Arkansas World Trade Center, is in northwest Arkansas, for a reason. I mean, it's because the, the businesses here really understand what a global economy is all about. And whether it was NAFTA or some other treaty, uh, we've worked hard over the years to make sure that our businesses had the opportunities that they needed to be able to participate in that. Uh, the tariffs uh, that have been in the news of late. Uh, really haven't helped that at all. In fact, it's cost us uh, hundreds of jobs, millions of dollars uh, in lost business. Uh, It's going to cost the consumer uh, millions of dollars in in increased fees. Uh, Is there a problem there? Yes. Obviously, it needs to be dealt with. Uh, Trade is something that will always uh, always be controversial, I'm sure. But at the end of the day, if we don't have free trade, uh, it's going to end up hurting more uh, than it's going to help if we're not smart about the way we do it. And I know that the United States Chamber of Commerce, the State Chamber of Commerce, the Rogers-Lowell Chamber of Commerce uh, have all been very vocal in the fact that uh, the way we're going about doing these tariffs uh, is, is not the correct way. Uh, it's costing business. It costs us uh, it cost us a lot of jobs and an expansion that didn't happen at Beckart. There's a lot of other expansions around the country that didn't. Business needs consistency. Uh, business needs predictability, and business needs to be able to count on what's going to happen next. And the environment we're in today, especially as it pertains to global trade, is not a stable environment. And so it's hard to convince somebody to invest millions or billions of dollars in something that could change tomorrow or next week. And so it's important that we get this thing wrapped up and we get this thing settled. And even if it's not the outcome we all hope it'll be, we need to be able to count on what's gonna happen tomorrow. And right now, we we don't have the first clue.
0: Well, you you mentioned the the U.S. Chamber, and I know you are very active in the U.S. Chamber, are part of the Committee of 100 and, and have been instrumental in crafting some, some of their policies and some things that they have done in terms of training for chamber professionals and things like that. Could you tell a little bit about kind of how you got involved in, in the U.S. Chamber and kind of what your role is uh, in in the larger organization?
2: Yeah, sure. I think it happened by accident. I'm not sure, but we uh, uh, when, when we first started our run here uh, over 30 years ago, there are a lot of things lacking in our organization. Uh, the Chamber has the leading training program in the country for uh, associations and chambers of commerce, the, the Institute for Organizational Management. I got engaged in that very early, and one of the programs that came, uh, that came with, that, uh, with that education was an accreditation program that basically takes an organization Uh, from the very beginning all the way to where it needs to be uh, at the very end, and uh, we decided we wanted to accredit. As a part of that process, uh, I was invited to join the Chamber of Commerce Committee, uh, which ultimately became the Committee of 100, which are basically the top 100 chambers in the country. very honored to serve there Uh, as a part of that committee, we looked at some of the deficiencies in the accreditation program, uh, the accreditation program, and decided that it really needed to mirror uh, true accreditation rather than uh, rather than the program that it was. And so, over a period of several years, we built the, we built the program uh, into a, a star ranking system: three, four, or five stars are just accredited. And uh, I've served on that board from the beginning. I was one of the most vocal people about needing the needing the quality of that program uh, to increase and in the quality of the program to be better. And um, so I serve on that committee. I serve on the Committee of 100, and I know that we we count on them for guidance in a number of areas. And um, I'm just honored to be able to uh, honored to be able to serve uh, in the capacity that I do. Uh, interestingly, uh, because we're engaged at that level, we don't necessarily always agree with the positions they take. We don't support everything, and we don't have to support everything that they do. Mm-hmm. But the majority of the issues that they're behind are good, strong business issues, and uh, we, we really get a lot of guidance and help from them. Our small businesses who are members of the chamber have the opportunity to be a member uh, of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce at no charge. It's part of the federation, and some choose to, and some choose not to. Uh, every chamber is autonomous. Whether it's the U.S. Chamber, the state chamber, or a local chamber, uh, we make our own decisions with our own board. But uh, the U.S. Chamber is a very strong organization. It has very strong leadership, and uh, recently they have um, um, gone on a little bit, gone in a little bit different direction as it pertains to their policies and their politics. And we're watching that very closely to make sure that we, um, that we understand where they're going and um, hopefully we'll be in a position to be able to support everything they're doing there.
0: Well, and you mentioned, you know, we briefly touched on politics a little bit, but I think what's fascinating about our chamber is, you know, we, while we are, you know, John is our, our SVP of government affairs here. We do lobby, we do advocate, <clears throat> but something that you can always count on is regardless of who's in office, regardless of who's the elected people, the chamber is consistent in what it's asking for. It stays middle of the road, tries to be as apolitical as possible. It's not Democrat. It's not Republican. It is pro-business. And no matter whether the parties flip on issues or whatever, we don't care. We're always going to be advocating for business. And I think that comes a lot from you uh, with that. How challenging has that been as we start seeing more hyper-partisanism on both sides to stay middle of the road?
2: Well, we just finished the 93rd session of the Arkansas General Assembly, and we were accused of being liberal Democrats and conservative Republicans.
0: In the same week, I believe.
2: It was in the same week. I was telling a friend of mine who runs another chamber near here about that yesterday, and he said, well, that's good because it means you're doing your job. And that's exactly right. It does mean we're doing our job. We are neither Republican or Democrat. We represent the business community. Uh, The business community's positions are typically in the middle, and while some of the political parties have gone far left and some of them have gone far right, uh, there's uh, there's less room in the middle these days than there has been over the last 20 or 30 years, and business hasn't moved from that position because we have to have bipartisan support for everything that we do, or it just doesn't happen. And so we will continue to carry the flag for business, just as the U.S. Chamber will. Uh, they recently uh, they recently put their flag in the ground to remind everyone that they're neither Republican or Democrat. Although a lot of business issues do tend to look like Republican issues and are, many of those are supported by both sides of the aisle, and many of those require support from both sides of the aisle in order to be successful. So I think the message here is we think less about political party and more about the results that business needs to be successful. Uh, Wealth is not created by government, unless you're the federal government and you print money. Wealth comes from business, from jobs, from trade, from free enterprise. Uh, We weren't weren't founded uh, based on capitalism. We were founded based on free enterprise. That's what makes the system run. And so when someone works a day and gets a day's wages, they're able to go buy something. Uh, That merchant is able to buy whatever it is they sell. They're able to pay their employees. Employees pay taxes. That's how government gets their money. So when we hear other than free enterprise ideas being injected into the political system, uh, it makes me stop and wonder sometimes, uh, where people think wealth and money comes from. Mm-hmm. If we redistribute wealth, if we take away incentives, uh, for making a profit, for being successful, then <clears throat> everybody might as well drive the same car and, and wear the same clothes and just think the same way. And, and that's not what America was founded on. We're, we're founded on a free enterprise system. Uh, the business community will always thrive when there's free enterprise, and it will fail where there's not. Now, we've seen that all over the world. Uh, so rather than beat a dead horse here, I, I think we'll just say <laughs> that uh, uh, we we support the party of free enterprise, and uh, we support politics that support business issues, not left or right partisan <laughs> issues.
1: All right. Well, I'm—, I'm- out of questions for the boss. All right. Well,
0: I got, I got a couple more here um, before we get into Vision 100, because I do really want to touch on that, because that is an important thing that we are doing. But one, one last kind of personal question, you know, you have been, you know, obviously to John and myself, you've been a mentor, you've been a mentor mm-hmm. to, to many that have come through this organization, many chamber leaders across the country, but who were some of your biggest influences and mentors over your 30 plus year career here at the chamber?
2: Well, I've had several and uh, some are still with us, some are not, but um, I think that uh, Bob Lamb probably was one of my closest mentors where the chamber profession was concerned. Uh, Bob passed away a few years ago, but when I started, he was the uh, president of the state chamber. Uh, Bob taught me a lot, Um, a gentleman that ran the Springfield, Missouri Chamber, Jim Anderson, who is uh, retired from the chamber industry, but still working. In healthcare in Springfield uh, was also one of those people who really helped guide me. Um, we uh, we benchmark very closely with Springfield as we do with Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Uh, those chambers are very similar to uh, to what we do, and uh, I don't know if uh, I don't know if uh, the CEO of the Tulsa Chamber is more of a mentor or a peer, but uh, we, we we bounce things off of each other quite a bit.
0: Well, when I was over there visiting with him uh, not too long ago, he had nothing but glowing things to say about you, and he said that he, he if we bribed him enough, he'd tell us all the dirty secrets, but we, we didn't have that kind of money.
2: Well, back then, there were pictures and negatives. I'm afraid that the negatives are still around, so we probably ought to just leave it at that.
0: There's nobody that knows how to
1: develop negatives anymore anyway, so, yeah, the, so the pictures you're will never good. live. <laughs> That's good. Uh, I've got
2: a
0: developing tank somewhere. I'm still thinking about, I was thinking about the chemicals, though. Well, um, moving into Vision 100, uh, the, the Chamber has done several iterations of the vision process and, and kind of the, the community plan, community development plan for the cities of Rogers and Lowell, um, we're kind of taking a little bit of a different approach this year. So could you maybe walk through what, what we're doing and why, you know, we started with vision 2000 and kind of doing every five years, uh, with that. Now we're, we're, we're thinking differently this year. And that's part of the chamber 3.0 model of, of taking things and, and don't do things just because we've always done it, but be willing to embrace change. Um, maybe, maybe, uh, talk through that a little bit.
2: Sure. Um, You know, nine times now we've uh, done a visioning program for Rogers and uh, for Rogers and Lowell since the year 2000. And we've always looked to a future year uh, thinking that was the best way to measure things. And and at that point in time, it was. But it's become very obvious to us that we can look at a year uh, all we want to. uh, But at the end of the day, it's about the growth and the quality growth uh, that we have uh, here in northwest Arkansas. So as we look at population projections that are out there, we know in uh, less than 15 years that uh, the Rogers-Lowell area is going to exceed 100,000 people. Uh, If you look at some of the areas of the community that seem a little bottlenecked now or don't work just right, I always use the New Hope interchange as a great example of that, uh, if we're at 67,000 people today, and in less than 15 years we're going to be at 100,000 people uh, in less than 25 years, the region's going to be at a million people. Will the New Hope interchange work? I think the answer is it doesn't work <laughs> it very doesn't well today. does work now, now. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So, <clears throat> rather than saying we're going to do Vision 2030 or Vision 2035, uh, we thought it might be interesting this time to say not what do we want to be in the year 2035, but. What will we have to be, what do we need to be when we reach 100,000 people if we want to continue the quality, the growth, and the opportunity that we've experienced uh, over the past decades? And so rather than Vision 2035, we're doing Vision 100. Uh, Vision 100 standing for uh, 100,000 people in the region. Uh, interestingly, it will also represent the 100 years that the Chamber's been around and in uh, 2022. It'll be our 100th anniversary, but I think more so we're, uh, we're looking at uh, what happens to the community at 100,000 and then looking down the road a little bit, what, what happens to the region at a million people. So we're going to take that, uh, we're going to take that approach. Uh, we're going to have, community table, uh, open share focus groups. Uh, we're going to do community surveys. Uh, we're going to, uh, adhere pretty closely to a vision statement that we're creating right now that, uh, basically says that we, we stand for quality growth and opportunity. And, um, by October, we should have a, a pretty decent plan, and uh, we'll communicate that about the middle of October in a leaders' conference.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's exciting having this. Would be my second process of going through this and just seeing the changes that have happened from the first iteration when I was here and and now seeing the vision 100 process it's just the getting the community buy-in as is such a crucial part of this because we can think that we know what's best for the community but unless you ask the people and and ask our residents what do you think then it's really just us throwing throwing darts in the dark but uh you know, I think that's been such a, a crucial process, a part of this process, and, and it's going to be moving forward, getting, getting that input and getting the feedback so that way we can steer the community in the direction that it needs to go. Well, I know at the top, very top we talked about communication and how difficult it was to um,
2: communicate to the community. There's so many different ways to do that. Uh, this is also a form of communication because folks generally will, will think about five years out, uh, which is another reason to use population rather than a year. Mm-hmm. And so much of what they think we need to do is already in process. They just haven't heard about it yet. So as much as it is planning, it's also about communicating. And it's, it's really interesting to sit around a table of about 20 people and see three or four really critical issues be brought up and then to be able to say, well, this will be completed in a year and a half. This is under design. It'll be completed in three years. This was completed last year. You just didn't see that. You just didn't yeah. see the headline. Uh, you know, it, it's really rewarding to see that, and then it allows people to begin to think beyond that point. And so, uh, as much as anything, this is a communication tool, but uh, more than. More than a communication tool, this is an action plan that doesn't sit on a shelf, it never has, it never will, doesn't collect dust, it's something that's used and quoted every day. Uh, Every city department head that needs something always quotes vision uh, as a justification for a bigger budget request. Uh, City Hall doesn't necessarily like that, but it does put sound science behind some of the requests we get for fire stations, uh, for policemen, for police cars, for schools. Uh, for better roads, sidewalks, uh, for zoning. Density is a big issue right now. Mm -hmm. If we're going to continue to grow and grow responsibly, uh, we need to understand that the generations that are moving in now don't buy houses they want to rent. And uh, so we have all of these things that we're uh, we're looking at. We think at the end of the day we'll have a really good report, but the important thing is it's not etched in stone. It's something that is a... uh, a moving, uh, a moving document, a living document, and it will help us be a better community
0: well and, and your leadership has definitely helped shape that and we are appreciative of, of where rogers is i know when i moved here in the year 2000 rogers is, was not the same community now that it is that it was back then and you know a lot of, you are a large testament to that and, and your leadership of the chamber your leadership within the community and within the region you are definitely a catalyst for change here and so john do you have any further questions before we wrap up i'll just add further
1: comment uh, just echoing what you just said steve with you know coming from outside of the region my parents moved here in 1990 91 they've been here for 20 about 25 30 years now but i grew up in little rock mm-hmm. and i grew up in a totally different environment and um and working in the last few years in the governor's office i'd worked with people in northwest arkansas and organizations like the chambers and similar organizations in central arkansas and other parts of the state and the difference between Northwest and other parts of the state, you have chambers of commerce and you have uh, organizations, planning organizations that have these visions and these uh, plans. The difference between Northwest and the rest of the state is what, like what we talked about. The the the, the boundary lines are, are erased and everybody works together. I'd go to meetings up here and then go to the same type of meetings with the same type of people in other parts of the state. and. The, the rivalries did not, you know, get checked at the door yeah. and at those meetings. And so um, that's why I wanted to move up here. And, and one of the people I worked with the most over the years uh, uh, was Raymond, and he was one of the most sought-after of, of, uh, of the business community. If they wanted to know the pulse of what was going on and what needed to be done in Northwest Arkansas, they said, you know, more times than not, I was asked, call Raymond and see what Raymond thinks about this. So I'm happy to work for him. I'm glad he pays me, and uh, uh, at least through today. Uh, we'll see about tomorrow. Your, your review is uh,
0: not till the end of the year, dude. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's right. So
1: I'm kissing up really good. But we're glad to have him and – just thank you, Raymond, for what you do, and thank you for coming on the program.
2: Well, John, Steve, it's a pleasure to work with you all. I will tell you, though, that everybody doesn't love Raymond, and <laughs> it's, it'd be very easy to replace me. In fact, I think I've been replaced by uh, a podcast and social media
0: and websites. <laughs> not even not close. Not even close. And uh, and videos. Stay tuned. Yeah, well, we, we appreciate all the hard work you have done and the dedication that you have provided to this community, and Rogers in Northwest Arkansas is a better place for it. So thank you for joining us on the podcast today and thank you for listening to the Chamber Voice of Business podcast presented by AT&T.